SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Hashtag SAFM on SAFM. It's five minutes after 10 and uh, we are this hour going to be talking about the impact that COVID-19 has had on the township economy. Um, Richard Zulu, who's the National Secretary of the South African Leisure, Tourism and Hospitality Association is going to be joining us. We're also going to be talking to Dr. Loli Makubu uh, uh, Badenhost, who's an acting director of the university's language planning and development office at UKZN. Learning in your language. That's what we're going to be talking about, uh, something that's uh, quite uh, big, a project they are calling Bakonde Project. So designed to develop African languages. Very, very excited to be talking about uh, these topics. Uh, For now, let's go to some of your messages. Remember, you can call in, you can WhatsApp, and you can also reach us via SMS on 41391, uh, WhatsApp 0614104107, call in on 011-714-2006, and tweet... uh, uh, at uh, SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Good morning, my sister. May the soul of Steve Kekana rest in peace. Really, we have lost a legend. We have lost the advocate. We have lost the musician. People like him are no longer easily found in South Africa. Thank you very much. Mashishim Gomsang. Hi, Patricia. Hey, you see, the, the, the coronavirus will, will stay with us for a long time in South Africa because we, we, a lot of people are defying now. People are taking on the streets to protect Zuma and all that, and church leaders. And This virus will stay with us for a long time. Hey, excuse in case it ends. Morning, Ms. Tuli, this is Patricia. When it comes to this Delta variant that we have in South Africa now, I think people must just look for them, look out for themselves. Because when it comes to, uh, for us to wait for government to make sure that we, we follow the protocols of our lives, it will never help. People will die. We are dying and it is getting out of hand. I think we as South Africans, we must take care of ourselves. What are we seeing in Kansa? People just... Uh, not obeying anything like protocols of COVID-19 because of the name of one guy. To me, we are so naive to our life. That's all I can say. This is Agmatiabula. Morning. Morning, my sister and uh, the listeners. Uh, You know, this variant now, I think, is going to be very, very, very dangerous. And uh, the only thing that our government needs to do is to give us vaccine. That's all. Because now the delay, which with this delay, I don't understand. They want us to die now. Hmm? It's Jack in Limpopo. Good morning, Jabuchilwani in Mkondo. I just need to remind people that former president Jacob Zuma said that he actually doesn't mind going to jail. So I, 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 I request these people who seem to be minding going to jail on his behalf to stop it because he himself doesn't mind going to jail. Thank you. SMS is here. Otto uh, should begin with them. They being transportation or transparent to public with body cams as cops are corrupt. 
crime is too high on intersections to stop at night. This is from Maswabi, who's in Bloemfontein. AK and KZN says, congratulations on the new motor service provider restructure. The windscreen replacement industry was one of them that was monopolized. Let's uh, go right now to our guest uh, who's going to be talking to us about yeah, the issues faced by the township economy, uh, the impact that COVID-19 has had on it. As we speak uh, to National Secretary of the South African Leisure Tourism and Hospitality Association, who are affiliated with NEFCOC, they issued a statement bringing to our attention the devastating effects and impact that lockdown is having on the township economy, especially on the liquor and restaurant traders who are hardest hit, which they say contribute to unemployment rate and uh, the country is currently facing a higher unemployment rate. To get an idea of how hot things are in the township, Richard Zulu is joining us on the line. Richard, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Mam Tuli and, and, and SAFM listeners. Richard, I'm going to send you back uh, to uh, Wenzagilis just so we can sort out your line. It seems we're having feedback there, but we'll definitely be back with you. Perhaps you live in the township and you've seen the devastating impact on lockdown. I mean, um, those who are selling basic things, um, you know, chicken dust, are probably not working right now. There is no business for them. And this is one thing that you have observed in your local township. Call in and talk to us and maybe you've got solutions on how we can revive the township economy even in the midst of COVID-19, the lockdown and the restrictions that we are facing. You can call in on 011-714-2006 or even WhatsApp 0614-104-107. It seems that Richard's line is back up. Richard? Yes, Mantula, how are you? Good, thank you. So uh, let's talk about the statement that you have um, issued. How bad are things on uh, the ground level in the townships? Mantulu, thank you. Uh, let me start off by, by by acknowledging the fact that uh, this Delta variant is is ravaging our communities, and 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 uh, we we would like to pass our condolences to the families that have lost their loved ones, and and wish all of those that are hospitalized to for a speedy recovery. Uh, let me come back to the point that we raised in our statement, uh, Mantul. The issue here is that uh, our government continuously lock us down, especially the liquor trading industry, the tourism industry, without engaging us. Because we wanted to ensure that at least if government take these decisions, we're part of those decisions. We will be able to say, can you work out the plan that uh, people are not uh, people's livelihood are not impacted upon negatively. Because you imagine a, a, a woman trading in liquor, selling four to five cases a week just for surviving. When you lock that person down for three weeks without any compensation, you are merely saying to that person, uh, his business must collapse. And majority of these businesses in our township are run by women that are running households. The majority of people depending on them. And when you lock them down, remember, uh, the whole family gets affected. Now, uh, and the third thing, what government is doing on the other hand, they continue to charge people uh, uh, to pay for licenses. 
how do you pay for a license when you have been not been operating for at least three months in your business? They are not, uh, we are not getting a, a relief funds from government. We are not getting anything. Currently, and that's our argument. We are not saying we should be reckless in handling uh, the pandemic. However, I mean, uh, airlines, as an example, they are they're, they're, they're operating on full capacity. And if you are on a plane, you are sitting next to each other. Next to each other. Now, and, and people coming from other countries, there's not even a plan that we are told that they will be quarantined somewhere and so on. People walk in and out of the country as they wish. And yet, we local tourism are being locked down. And that's the argument we're having with our government. You speak about uh, compliance, and we do know that business compliance is a paramount, uh, but the costs obviously are, are of such a nature that um, businesses, small businesses, are really struggling to keep up to them because the businesses are closed. Do you, as uh, the National Secretary of the South African Leisure Tourism and Hospitality Association, have a plan? Does your organization have a plan as to how you can propose or lobby that um, the compliance costs are, are cut or are waived for township um, business people? You know, we, we always have, uh, have argued that instead of locking down uh, or, or completely shutting down the sale of liquor, rather allow people to, to sell off-take. Right, and, and and if you allow them to sell off take, obviously they'll come in, buy and go home. You know when you shut these people down, illicit trading start to crop up, and and people continue to drink in any way because they go to these illicit sites and go and buy liquor, and there is no plan to deal with illicit trading in the industry because we see we observe these things. We are here locally uh, every time when there's 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 lockdown. Uh, other people then emerge and, and continue to sell liquor at high prices. And, and you know, uh, it, it becomes a vicious uh, cycle. We have been touring the country. We are preparing our members all the time. We emphasize a point that they should try by all means to ensure that they observe the regulations. Because uh, 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 once we are attacked by this pandemic, uh, we also want to ensure that, that the people's livelihood uh, continues and they can continue to have uh, 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 trade. Now, now uh, uh, just to, to, to make an example, Chief, there's, there's spaza shops here locally, right? People go to spaza shops every day and they buy. They go, they buy, they go back home. Why are we not closing spaza shops? People go to supermarkets. They go in and buy and go at home. Why are we closing liquor? That's the question you are asking. Why do you have to close restaurants? Why? In terms of um, what you have zoomed in on the ground, as you are saying, you are touring the country, you are conscientizing your members. Is it only the liquor industry, because you speak about it more often, is it only the liquor industry that impacts the entire township economy? Um, and perhaps are there no other industries that perhaps people in the township could be looking into or, or branching off to or that can be supported rather? No, ma'am. Uh, uh, you know, generally, the township economy, remember when restaurants don't operate uh, uh, properly, a person that supplies gas in the township cannot supply that gas anymore to that uh, business that is cooking. 
you know. Uh, uh, so if, it depends on the number of industries. And, uh, and you can understand, if I don't make business, I can't, I can't uh, get people to come to my place and clean my house and, and, and fumigate my house and do any other thing. Those, those businesses will be affected, obviously. And I'm just saying, uh, 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 once you close shutting this sector down, it affects a number of other businesses in the township. I was, I was making an example of a lady that survives on five cases. There are people who sell food, you know, uh, and who don't have the capacity, by the way, to get orders from people, you know, because naturally, uh, people who sell food from houses, uh, they don't have numbers there. They don't put their numbers. They don't advertise elsewhere like big business. So they rely on people that come in and buy. Now, if you say they must order somewhere and just come and pick up, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. Now, those restaurant owners, definitely, 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 they get affected. Now, wherever they buy their meat from, a butchery here in Soweto, that butchery will be affected because people are no longer coming to buy. I'm just saying all other industries get across the value chain get affected. Yeah, that definitely there's a, a devastating impact on the general value chain. But here we are looking at the livelihoods versus the lives. And obviously the debate that is difficult to have because you don't want, on the other hand, an economy to collapse and you don't want people to go without means of income. So what do you suggest as a South African Leisure Tourism and Hospitality Association? What is it that you are planning to propose to government? You know, uh, uh, we, 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 first and foremost, we said to government, uh, uh, and this was going to be our proposal, first and foremost, just make people not to pay licenses, at least during this period, because their businesses get disrupted from time to time. That's number one. Number two, allow people to continue to trade. Even if you were to say people must uh, 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 sell off-take only, on a particular day for certain hours, that would have been accepted by us, including people in the restaurants. I mean, if you say I can go into a restaurant, place an order, but not eat there, take my food away, it's fine. That's acceptable. We can do that. We can try and make our people to understand how to comply with the new regulations. I can tell you in the area of the Western Cape, uh, my sister, Believe you me, whenever there are new regulations, people lose their licenses there. People lose their licenses. And, you know, I'm dealing with, we are dealing with so, so much people that are so devastated. And, and, you know, foreigners then take advantage of that. They approach these people that are devastated, that are under pressure, and begin to say they must uh, hire them out, uh, those licenses out. In Mosel Pay, I, I can tell you, uh, Nigerians in particular, are taking people's licenses there. And I'm trying to encourage people not to, to let... And I, I, I still yet to, to, to engage with the liquor board of the Western Cape because I imagine Richard, why they would... Yes, Richard, yes, please yes. clarify. You're saying they're taking, so are they taking it forcefully? No, not 
forcefully. But, you know, because people are under pressure, they then let these licenses out and, and their outlets to, to these Nigerians. So, so, so the onus is not just on those who are being given the, the lease opportunity, but it's also the onus of those who hold the liquor license to uphold yes. those regulations. So it, it should go both ways. No, it is. I, I agree, ma'am. That's why I'm saying we must work together with government. I mean, honestly, liquor traders are not criminals. Government should be coming up with a program agreeable to all of us so that we assist our people to comply with the regulations. Remember, whenever government passes regulations, it doesn't mean that we are readily uh, made uh, 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 to understand those regulations and, 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 you know, because it disrupts our business. Obviously, people sometimes will, from time to time, not comply with the entire regulations. Let me go to our listeners here. A-team listener, Tembinkosi in Stanga. Um, good morning. Tembinkosi, good morning. Yes, yes, yes. No put Richard Labo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work in Mshanga. And uh, what I wanted to talk about, as you are talking about the township economy, Baba, it touches me a lot. I'm a waiter. Um, so, and we waiters, like Ekai is a thing, so I had to come back to Ekai because we are closed. Yeah, right. Okay. So, which means Ekai is a Waterloo. And uh, what I realized, the footing is because this is where we locked down, the first lockdown is that because China is China, we the ones who've like um, helped the township economies by my chiefs, Nama, Queenia, from AAE, Baza, Nandani. The valley where Baba, Fetu, Nabona, Fetu, Guti, you know, it's just so sad. It is, it is, it is, it's dead. And um, uh, Patricia, I don't know if you're getting the point, Guti, how the and the foreign guys are getting taking the licenses now. It is because I need to have to Balambil, you know, the uh, license owners. So the mm. license owners, manja can't let go of the licenses. Manja, these Nigerian guys have got, or the foreign guys have got the money. So what was the Gucci say? Okay, I mean, I will buy stock. And then, you know, in order to carry on the name. So that is what is happening to our, to us, in I think, we don't even know, like, think about the whole of Seven North. Uh, most of our and other Seven who commute, oh, here's another point. How come it is that Amadegisi that we are riding on are at full capacity? Mm-hmm. And I want to go to this one, you know what, there's something that it's unfair. This whole mm. thing is unfair. I hear you, it's Tim Corsi, I hear you. And, uh, you know, I really do hope the industry will open up, especially for the, the you know, the restaurant so that you can go back to work. And we, this will and, obviously and, and, boost and, and, the township and, and, economy. And then, and Mm, mm. most people who live in townships are the people who work in in, in, in the bars and restaurants um, and, and, and some good clue but yeah, anyway, guys, thank you, you very much good thank pleasure. you Tim and a good fight, let me go to Kolane in Durban Kolane good morning hi hi sis how are you excellent Kessa how are you uh, I'm okay sis uh, I relate to Bungos' pain and uh, reason being myself uh, my younger brother is a waiter 
two in Johannesburg, in one of the restaurants in Johannesburg. Uh, this month, as in like since it was a month and the day before yesterday, I had to intervene on his rental uh, situation, meaning there's a cash that I did not plan to spend extra that has just went out on my uh, from my pocket. But uh, my consensus is the is the use of this uh, lockdown regulation. Uh, uh, my point is that this is some of these regulations, their use is less. Uh, why I'm saying this is there was a, a time or a phase in lockdown where uh, your shop rights, your spas and everything will be opened. But your grandmother who's selling some veggies in markets in, in Devon couldn't operate. As things stand now, we are being told that uh, one has to go and buy a takeaway. Uh, in the township is closed. There was a time where it did not make sense that alcohol was closed for uh, uh, for, for takeaway, but it was open for in-house consumption, meaning you could go to a tavern, but you couldn't take your alcohol to your home. It did not make sense. And st- even now, it really does not make sense as to why are we so not... Uh, looking after our township economy. Thank you for your point there, uh, Golani. Well noted. Let me go to Alex in Bloemfontein. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Alex. Hi, how are you, Mantuli? Good, thank you. Right, Alex. Uh, look, I'm in that space of uh, a small businesses, ne? wherein I'm into liquor and small restaurants and all that, ne? in the township and in the deep rural area. Ne? So let me first address this issue of saying uh, the township economy, uh, is it only alcohol or you know, small sort of cafe selling chips and all that? It's not that. If you check, we are into that space because of the easily way in which uh, alcohol somehow in terms of reliability, in terms of supply, we're in a big uh, you know, supplier like I mean, the SAB, they can directly uh, supply you with no ease, with no middleman. We will, I will personally do a supermarket, but you'll be shocked. I cannot easily access a near maize meal directly from the main supplier. I have to go via some other people, be told you have to do bulk, uh, uh, you know, uh, stocking and all that. That's, that's nonsense. This thing should be open if I have to go to you know, without make, make, mentioning those big uh, companies, Tiger Brand, Trend, all those people, if we can directly do business with them, like their shop writers and the rest, we will do these things. But we are in the liquor space because therefore there, in alcohol, if I want to sell Black Label, I know where to get it. And they will come to me. And I pay them. You understand? Loud and clearly, Hello? Alex. Loud and clearly, Alex. Um, yeah, so- and we understand the frustration that you are facing. Thank you very much, Alex. You know, uh, before we go to the headlines uh, with uh, Luanda Maome, I think uh, maybe you should come in here, Richard, and just, uh, you know, sum up your thoughts and uh, give your response uh, to our callers. Yes. No, I, I think people are raising fundamental issues, uh, 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 my sister. You know, uh, uh, there's a black woman, Apiwe, who opened the brewery. Uh, just few years ago, it's actually five years now, uh, she's been operating that brewery. Uh, 
Yesterday I learned with a heavy heart that she's closing down that brewery. It's the first black woman to open a brewery in South Africa. She's closing down. You know why? Because there's no support from our government. Nothing, literally nothing. And, and it's, it's, it's a shame. It's true. Our government doesn't have a plan to assist black business in the townships. They talk so many things, but in practicality, nothing is happening. Nothing. And, and you know, uh, ma'am, I can tell you, we can look at it as if uh, I'm talking about uh, liquor industry only. It is not the case. The township economy, when there are lockdowns, it gets devastated. And West Part, remember many people in the township run businesses in an, what we'll term informal uh, uh, business trading. I mean, uh, a small restaurant owner uh, who's running a restaurant from uh, within his house is not registered, by the way. Now, if you were to say that person must get uh, a relief fund, he must be compliant with the laws must have tax clearance and, and, and registration and all of those things, including statements that proves that uh, his, his accounts are audited and, 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 all, and all of those things. And that is why even the relief fund, 90% of that was spent towards uh, big white businesses in South Africa and not black businesses. Because government behaves as if we are all equal. Richard, uh, let's just hold it here and go to uh, the headlines and uh, we'll be back to talk more. I see there's uh, quite a lot of uh, A-team listeners who are calling in. Justice in Josini, John in Bulugwane will come to you and more of your voice notes. Let's go to Luanda Mawome with the news headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Talking uh, to Richard Zulu, who's the National Secretary of the South African Leisure, Tourism and Hospitality Association. Um, even Luanda Mawome is noting that this conversation is one that is quite um, uh, devastating. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking to know that township economy is currently just closed down because of the lockdown. We've heard from people who work in the restaurant industry who just can't survive right now because there's no source of income. And that's what we are looking at. If you'd like to weigh in on this, 011-714-2006. Let me go to Justice, who's in Josini. Justice, good morning. Good morning, Justice. Okay, let me move to John in Pulukwane. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, I want to, to support uh, what uh, our comrade is saying inside the uh, interview on this issue that government is... So. Your line is quite bad, John. I'm going yeah. to ask you to just hold it because we can't hear no. you. And let me go to Zanele and just hold John until you've got a stable line. Zanele is in Durban. Good morning, Zanel. Yes, good morning, my sister. I'm just concerned about our economy and our country as a whole. Like now, we're under this uh, 14 days lockdown. But I was in a flight from Jordan to Durban yesterday because I had to get home because of this COVID. But you're not going to believe this. There were like 20 young Philippines in the flight that I was with. And I asked them where they're going. They said, no, they're going to Deben, they're working. Look, they're coming from home and they're connecting to Deben. 
We must stay at home and they are working. Our kids are sitting at home with their engineering. They're doing nothing. Even myself, I'm a scientist. I'm at home because there's no jobs and I can't even get to this 350. Meantime, the staff takes the money when you are working. When you are not working, no, it's just really not their business. But I was really concerned. They are coming down to work. Their country is doing very well for their people. Whereas ours is sitting, the young boys are sitting at home. I saw the young stars yesterday from Philippines. They're coming to Devon to work. That is my two cents I wanted to put. Thank you. Thank you very much, Zanelle. Let's go and listen to some of your voice notes. Good morning, SCFM. This is Daniel Joshua Chalman. I think your guests should realize that government is not against selling of liquor. You must educate the people that consume the liquor. Those are the people causing problems with violence, accidents, and the hospitals can't cope with the accidents and the casualties that go in because of liquor. So you must educate the people that are consuming the liquor. He's more interested about selling the liquor, but not the people that consume it. Thank you and God bless you. Hi, Asanda, Tolile in Queenstown. There will be no civil war. There will be no civil war. People must stop lying to, 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 to the nation or trying to create that civil war by saying they would be. Who is, to, who, who is going to fight who here? Those people who are protecting Zuma, are, going, are they going to fight the lady who have sentenced to Zuma? Hmm? So there will be no civil war here. So people must stop lying. And as for Uramaposa, whoever that has an information regarding Uramaposa, they must just bring the information forward so that Uramaposa can be also charged. Justice is back on the line. Justice, uh, good morning. Yes, good morning. How are you? No, I agree with, with Richard. Uh, it's very difficult for Athena, Mashalakuma Township, as seven a Emma restaurant, and the liquor system now, and the government knows you can go each and every. Rural area. Abantuma, Hmm. So people are making double the money they were supposed to be making because they're selling illicit. Yeah. But you know, Justice, let me ask you. I mean, you said you work in the restaurant industry as well. Yeah, my 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 sister was working there. No, not but it affects me also. Yeah, I obviously understood. My question to you is: Do you do you think of ways and means that we can revive uh, the economy even with in this lockdown? There is no way without without them putting in the lockdown, putting lento monitoring system on the seven Thanks very when much, they, Justice. When they, when, when they regulate the law or the, the system, they also, they must monitor it. Mm, but thanks. if they don't monitor it, you can go in the township, you can go in the rural area. People that are busy drinking. Thanks, Justice. Thank you very much. Let me move on to John in Pulukwane. John, good morning. Morning. How are you, ma'am? Good, thank you. Now we hear you loud and clearly. Oh, no, thank you. Look, I was saying I, I, I do agree, you know, with 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 the the, 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 the statement that the, our government 
it's not doing enough. It's not supportive to to local economy, our local businesses. And I don't want to be mentioning sectors, but uh, the alcohol or the alcohol trading one is one of that uh, sector that I, I think uh, government does not really do enough in terms of trying to protect it and trying to make sure that the traders uh, get everything that they should be getting for them to ensure that their livelihoods are okay. One, the president just announced that uh, they should not get any profit. That is, the, that is the direct meaning. They should not get any profit. They They stocks. I don't. They We're struggling with your line, John. I'm going to have to let you go. We're really struggling with your connection, but thank you very much. Richard, as uh, we close off our conversation, perhaps uh, give a message of encouragement to all those in the township economy and your plan of action to make sure that you support them. Uh, I want to say to our brothers and sisters out there, uh, uh, hang in there. Please don't let uh, foreigners take your licenses. Uh, we, are, we will try our level best to engage with government. And for that matter, we are putting a, 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 an action plan to deal with two things particularly. One, I remember the president has announced a tourism fund that was supposed to be administered by CIFA, and that fund was in, uh, interdicted by, by Afro Forum. They took, they took the presidency to court and interdicted that fund because they said that fund, uh, you know, they're not going to benefit. There's a community of South Africa. It's exclusive. It's only designed for blacks and all of that. So our action plan is to try and engage government and say we want government to go and uh, 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 take that matter back to court so that that fund can be established and work for our people. That's number one. Number two, we are also trying to engage with manufacturers to try and see how best we can assist uh, traders, including those in the restaurant space. How best do we lobby government to say, please don't close our restaurants? Because it affects many, many, many people of our country. Thank you very much, Richard. It is uh, 19 minutes to 11.